people that are down in Florida because it just wasn't hot enough for them here. No, it's a vision conference, and so we have uh, several of our members and families that are down there um, experiencing just, man, I, I remember St. Louis back in 2016. It's pretty cool yeah. to be around that many people singing the same songs. Amen. So um, I know many of us have been tuning in online as well. Um, I do have some news to share uh, with you all this morning. Uh, one of our one of our brothers, one of our members, Bryce Pickett, is going to be moving to Emporia, Kansas. And so not too far away, right, depending on how fast you drive. But he will be moving and transitioning there uh, into, uh, to seek, a, is it a library media? Library sciences degree from Emporia State. And so this is going to be his last Sunday here full time. But he will be bouncing back and forth for a bit while he transitions. And so I want to share that news with you. We've got to do what we do best, church. Should we sing to Bryce a little bit? I need someone else to lead this off. Okay. We love you with the love of the Lord. We love you with the love of the Lord. We see in you the glory of our King. And we love you with the love of the Lord. We got Ramona right there singing to you too. Amen. Well, today we're talking about treasuring the shepherd. There's a story of a woman who fled a war-torn country by walking over 700 miles to cross cross a national border to escape. And along the way, there's an eight-year-old child that walked with her, holding onto her hand the whole way. Once they finally made it to safety, the child loosened her grip. The woman looked down to see her hand bleeding and raw with an open wound from the little girl gripping her hand out of fearfulness. When Psalm 73 in verse 23, the psalmist says to God, nevertheless, I am continually with you and you hold my right hand. Church, what we're talking about, treasuring God, This is no casual hand-holding. Treasuring God is not for the faint of heart. Amen? It is by no accident that we are treasuring God via the Psalms this summer. God knew we'd be in a place of pain, confusion, disorientation, anger, strife, you name it. Many of us are fighting to treasure God to trust in him and place our hope in kingdom come. And at times it can feel like we're losing that fight. Amen? I don't know if you want to amen that, but is that real? What God calls us to do in times like this is one thing. Trust in him. Psalm 23 is the focus text for today. And it is all about treasuring and trusting in the shepherd in challenging times. You might have grown up with that groovy painting of Jesus. We are just talking about the Jesus movement culture from the 70s. Long-haired Jesus, his hair is perfectly conditioned. 
And, he, and, and he's got this sheep. He's either carrying a sheep or he's next to a sheep. He's like, this is my pet sheep. <laughs> and there's just like these rolling green hills with this tall grass, right? And you're like, and there's like Psalm 23. Ah, right. Somebody, you had that with the shag carpet in your house or your grandma's house, right? <laughs> that painting. Okay, keep them all right. It's hitting home. <laughs> but what if that is not the image of Psalm 23? What if there's something else happening there? So today, Teresa Hicks, our dear sister. Look at that. that yeah. She's going to be sharing with us some of her own insights, her, some pretty profound insights, I would say, into this wonderful psalm. You know, back when Tony Yanez and I were teaching Sunday school classes, I personally recall the commitment and enthusiasm Sharissa had for just studying the text and learning scripture. You know, it's common to find people who want to be told the truth or to be given the right answer to things. Um, my experience as a teacher in a school, that's every day. It's like, just tell me the answer. But it's rare to find someone who enjoys the hunt and wants to seek understanding. Sharice and I have had many conversations about questions, her own findings, and, and she has spurred me on as a fellow Bible nerd. But what makes Sharice so great isn't just her passion for studying the text more deeply. It is the way she takes it to heart. She reads something and she, she calls you and she goes, like, we've got to do something about this. She so passionately and desperately wants to live out scriptural truths within her own life, and she desires for her people to do the same. Despite the challenges she's experienced throughout her life, she has chosen to trust in the shepherd. There's quite a bit to unpack in Psalm 23, and in our collaboration we had a tough time kind of narrowing that down because the psalm is just that good. Therefore, please open your hearts, minds, and Bibles as Sharissa shares with us this morning. Good morning. Let's pray right now. No. <laughs> um, as Ethan said, I'm Sharissa Hicks. I've been here for quite some time. I have two incredible sons, Michael and Marcus. I am, so, oh, okay, I'm going to get emotional. You know me. I get emotional. All right. So in 1992, I was invited here by Jackie Johnson Greer, um, who I worked with at Little Caesars Pizza straight out of college. Um, we studied the Bible, and I became a disciple about three months later. And today, as Ethan said, I'll be sharing about treasuring the shepherd, which is based on Psalm 23. And we're going to focus on three different questions. So first, the question is, how did David treasure the shepherd? How and why do I treasure the shepherd, my personal sharing, and why does it matter that we all treasure the shepherd? So I have a disclaimer. Um, you know, I just finished my master's, so I have to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> Much of my sharing is from multiple resources. I watched a YouTube video, Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd, Bedouin Shepherds, and by Ray Vanderland, and I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Into the Psalms, it's a book by Roland Diamonhe, Verses for the Heart, Music for the Soul. I had study notes and footnotes from the ESV Study Bible and the NIV Life App Bible. And thank you so much, Samantha, for reading uh, Psalm 23 in the message version. I feel like we, we hear that a lot and we needed a different take on it. So I appreciate that. Um, why don't we go ahead and pray together? Dear God, I come before you so incredibly grateful and humbled 
God, to be able to share your word. And God, I pray that as we go and look at your scriptures, God, that you open wide our hearts and our minds and just help us to absorb and see what you want us to see. God, I pray to be your vessel today. I love you so much, and I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first point is, how did David treasure the shepherd? So when looking at the psalm itself, David shares multiple ways he treasured the shepherd, the Lord as a shepherd. And I believe in order to understand why David treasured the Lord as a shepherd, we need to understand what a shepherd is and what a shepherd does. So the who, the shepherd, is a person, obviously I think we all know this, is a person who rears and tends sheep. But what? What does a shepherd do? He tends sheep as a shepherd. And that means to give guidance to, he carefully manages them, both their resources and, or in an organization, and he guides and directs them in a particular direction. So the, in the first verse, the Lord is my shepherd, calling God his shepherd alludes to David's understanding of God, his protection and his sovereignty. He understood this from scriptures that he knew of his forefathers and most importantly from his experience as a shepherd. Genesis 48:15 is where Israel or Jacob says, blessed Joseph, he blessed Joseph and said, the God before whom our fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day. And in 1 Samuel 16, 10 through 11, it says, and Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? And he said, there remains yet the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for he, we will not sit down till he comes here. Verse 1b, it says, I shall not want. And I love in the message, it says, I do not need a thing. Stating that he has no needs testified to the amount of reliance David had on the Lord, his shepherd. As Gary spoke about the shepherd's use of the staff and crook, in early July, David paid attention to the taps from God's staff to get him back in line. He also trusted that God would lift him up with his crook if he were to ever slip and fall. And we know that he did several times. Like a sheep, he surrendered and relied on God's complete provision, guidance, and protection. In verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside quiet waters. The song continues and shows that because David allowed God to shepherd him, he had complete confidence and security in God. David saw all the blessings of God as green pastures in his life. Because of this, he was able to rest and sleep securely. Verse 3, he restores my soul. And in the message, he says, he helps me catch my breath. Ooh, I need to do that. (laughs) David knew that whenever he followed the shepherd, that God would lead him in pleasant, restorative places. And because of this, he experienced contentment and refreshment continually throughout his lifetime. Verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Up to this point in his life, David had experienced some victories, such as beating Goliath and being anointed king, the future king of Israel. But he also experienced fear. But instead of giving in and giving up, he responded by increasing his faith and trust in God. When Saul sent men to kill him in 1 Samuel 19, David wrote in Psalm 59, God is my refuge. 
when he was running for his life from Saul in 1 Samuel 21. In Psalm 34, he wrote, I will extol the Lord at all times. In in Psalm 56, he said, when I am afraid, I will put my trust in God. When he found out that Saul had Doeg murder 85 of the Lord's priests in 1 Samuel 22, he responded with, God will bring evil down, evil people down to everlasting ruin. You get the picture. All of the responses to these challenges confirm that he understood that during the darkest times, he could rely on God to be his true refuge, that regardless of what was going on, he would praise God and that God was always just. Verse 5 in the message version says, You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head. My cup brims with blessing. The footnote for this verse in the NIV Life Application Bible shares that in Middle Eastern Eastern culture, sorry, I'm getting tongue-tied, the host of a meal, feast, or banquet would customarily anoint his guests with fragrant oil. Additionally, the host was expected to protect his guests at all costs. And that David used this understanding to show how God refreshed and protect his, re- protected his people even when our enemies surround us. Verse 6 of the NIV says, Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all of the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Last and certainly not least, David shared that as believers, current and future, we have the privilege to dwell with the Lord forever. And what could be better than that? So um, the next one is how and why I treasure the shepherd. Many people know and quote Psalm 23. Two people in my life who were extremely important to me, my grandmother and my uncle, who are both deceased, quoted and looked to this psalm as a source of hope and comfort. I remember another uncle encouraging me to pray this psalm over my mother when she lived in a nursing home or whenever she needed to be admitted to the hospital. Also, there have been many times when I needed to feel God's comfort and would read and pray this psalm aloud. So with that, I just really want to share and speak about how the conflict in the church has really affected me. The resignation of two incredibly dear members of my family the mixed and sometimes ungodly emotions that I've had, the way that changes have affected me and how I've been processing my feelings. Personally, I've responded in many ways. Like one of the sheep, the good shepherd watches over. I've cried, I've been depressed, stumbled, tried to go my own way, almost ran off a spiritual cliff been tempted to run away from the flock that God, the good shepherd, put me in. I wanted to fight and argue with other sheep, which was bad. (laughs) Made decisions to surrender to the good shepherd, been reminded of scriptures from the good shepherd, set my mind on things above and not on earthly things, (laughs) doubted the ways (laughs) that the good shepherd delivered, allowed things to happen, made decisions to surrender to the good shepherd and more surrender anger questioned the good shepherd prayed for forgiveness read more scripture and have had more conversations i vented i prayed with many sisters watched videos clips to make myself laugh spent times with other sheep cried with other sheep comforted other sheep called other sheep to see how they're doing vented to sheep and had more conversations and more prayer times 
So needless to say, it's been like this, but always going back to the shepherd. Most importantly, I made a decision to trust, to trust the good shepherd, because I know and believe that God is so in control of everything. He is sovereign. He is always present and available and always knows what's going on in our lives. Not only does he know he cares, he is there to comfort me and you, to shepherd or tend to our hearts, our hurts, to bind up our wounds, whether spiritual, emotional, physical, relational, or mental. His love is holistic and complete. I have been reminded that God is the true shepherd, the perfect shepherd in all of these areas, whether it be the timing of circumstances and decisions and allowing my reactions to those decisions and circumstances and exposing and extracting the junk and hurt from my heart. Okay, where am I? And um, he, Jesus knows my heart and my hurts. Jesus is sovereign. Oh, wait a minute. I skipped down. Sorry. Um, and that he's revealed these because of what I have experienced through these challenges. So I reconfirm that ultimately and most importantly, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. That I am a disciple of Jesus, the good shepherd. Jesus is still on the throne. I don't know how many times I said that this last week. Jesus is on the throne. Jesus knows my hurts. Jesus knows my heart. And Jesus is sovereign. Jesus' ways are perfect. Jesus is just. Jesus is forgiving. Jesus knows my weaknesses and still accepts me as a sheep daughter. (laughs) I will fix my eyes on Jesus. So why does this matter that we all treasure the shepherd? In Psalm 23... It's a psalm of thanksgiving and also of confidence in the Lord and in his care. The theme of the shepherds in both the Old and New Testaments point point to and reveal Jesus as the good shepherd. Why should we treasure Jesus, the good shepherd, and why does it matter? Well, the first reason is we should treasure the shepherd because he provides our every need. In the message version, he says, I don't need a thing. I'm going (laughs) to... that a lot i don't need a thing we need nothing because jesus provides everything do you believe this how do you feel when your needs aren't met why do you or who do you rely on when you think your your needs aren't met first peter 1 3 through 4 says his divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire treasuring the shepherd as our provider who tends to every need enables us to go to him first with every need provides security It stops worry, provides rest in pleasant places, produces joy, which makes the gospel attractive to others, brings hope, and changes our nature. Next, we should treasure the shepherd because he tends to our every need and sometimes even our wants. The shepherd tends to our every need by giving us spiritual guidance and direction that leads to safety, sustenance, and salvation. In the message version, he says he sends me in the right direction. John 10, 9 says, I am the gate. Anyone who goes through me will be cared for and will freely go in and out and find pasture. 
The shepherd tends to our every need by giving us the opportunity to see all pastures as green pastures. Ezekiel 34, 11 says, um, I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There shall be, they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. When we choose to see all pastures as green pastures, this leads to trusting that the shepherd will provide for us no matter what your pasture looks like. The picture of the Bedouin shepherds in the video, Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd, Bedouin Shepherds by Ray Vanderland, gives us a picture of the green pastures that he experienced while following a shepherdess as she tended to the sheep and her family flock. Do you have that slide? So is this the green pasture you envision or expect to see when you hear that phrase? Many times we have the vision of a green pasture that's totally the opposite of what God has planned for us. However, these are just the very times we need to trust that our God is and will continue to supply our needs. The thing, this is this was so amazing to me because... You can't even see them, but there's little tufts of green here and there in between the rocks. And like I said, watch the video. It goes through how that happens, how the moisture settles in these places and the green tufts. And and just how important it is that that shepherd leads you to those places because you can't obviously see them. So many times we have the vision of a green pasture that's totally opposite. Oh, I already read that. Sorry. Do you trust the shepherd? If not, will you decide to? Philippians 4.19, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. How great are his riches and glory. Lastly, we should treasure the shepherd because he guides us with his voice. He knows us and he died for us. Psalm 23 talks of how God knows what we need, when we need it, where we need it, how we need it, and why we need it. (laughs) John 10:14 says, "I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me." In the ESV version, the sheep are translated as my own. So it goes, "I am the good sheep. I know my own and my own know me." Jesus protects and cares for you and me. We, we are his own. Also in the video, Ray Vanderland shares that the shepherds never drive the sheep. Instead, they guide or lead the sheep with their voices. In John 10, 27, Jesus says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. To be honest, there are times when I don't want to listen to Jesus' voice. Instead, I want to hear my thoughts, my wants, my understanding, rather than just being patient, listening, and trusting his voice. I don't know if you can relate to that. What or who do you really put your confidence in other than God? Last but not least, Jesus died for us by laying down his life, just as the good shepherd is willing to protect his sheep at all costs. John 10, 14 through 15 says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. In conclusion, Psalm 23 displays how treasuring the shepherd provides us the ability to see that the shepherd provides everything we need for life and godliness, that Jesus is the good shepherd, 
who is the same today, yesterday, and forever, and that he is worthy of our trust and surrender. And to God be the glory. Thank you, Sharissa, for sharing. Bottom line that we want you to take away from today is that God is worthy of our trust and our surrender. God is worthy of our trust and our surrender. God alone is worthy of our trust and surrender. Who is the one that leads us to exactly what we need when we need it? Who is the one that takes us to safe places when we think we're totally done for? Who is the one that shows us the right paths? I'll tell you something for sure. It's not you and it's not me. It isn't any world leader. It isn't any social media influencer. It isn't even a theologian, your favorite one, your favorite church leader, evangelist, teacher, elder, or pastor. It is God, our shepherd. So as we are gathered today, we take this opportunity to remember the name of Jesus, his his life, his character, his teachings, and his sacrifice. Teresa previously referenced uh, John 10, which I would encourage all of us to spend some time dwelling in Psalm 23 and John 10, in case you've never done that. But um, in John 10, starting in verse 7, it says, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. One more last nerdy Bible culture thing. There's a lot we're holding back, just so you know. But many shepherds would act themselves as a gate of the sheep pen by laying down at the entrance of the pen. Imagine Jesus as the barrier between you and the thieves and robbers and the wolves, the ways of humanity and human empire. It is only through him that we can go out and find provision and fullness of life. It is Jesus, our good shepherd, who takes us from survival to, I'm making up a new word, thrival that is why he came so that we may have life and have it to the full amen amen Amen. let's pray and let's uh, take communion together as a family father god yahweh you are our shepherd you don't lead us with force but you, you, you lead us by your voice, by your words. How much that means to us, God. When we're going through the wastelands of life, 
We feel like we have to fight to live another day. If we just listen to your voice, you show us where to go to have our daily bread, to have our little tuft of green grass, to give us enough, Father. When we wander into the wadis, to the riverways, looking for just a drip of water without any clue about what that costs, Father, you rescue us from that. God, you alone do we trust. You alone do we surrender our lives to, Father. Show us how. Help us to focus our eyes on Jesus, the good shepherd, to hear his words as he guides us to you, as he guides us to fullness of life, flourishing life, Father. Right now, we remember him together. Father, be within us. Help us. Steer us. Guide us. Comfort us. Protect us. Deliver us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.